0: Good morning from Summit Responsible Solutions Studios. Welcome to Better Lawns and Gardens. And I'm your host, Teresa Watkins. I am a garden geek. I love plants. I love gardening. We had some wonderful rain last night. And I'm really pleased for the past two nights. We've got a lot of rain. If you received more than an inch of rain, there's no need to water your uh, landscape, your garden beds. That's going to be plenty, so I'm so glad everyone is here with us this morning. Good morning, Lizzie. Good morning. How are you? I am great. It's been a great week. Lots of things going on, and I, I'm today the show is going to revolve around the sun and the moon and the stars, and so... Uh, <laughs> what,
1: what, what kind of tea were you drinking on the way <laughs> into work today?
0: <laughs> so it's going to be an interesting uh, month uh, in two weeks. We're going to be talking with Susan Betts. She is the best-selling author on Herbs and Phenology. And that's the science of noticing what's going on in nature and, and taking into consideration the climate, the, the astronomy, and plants and wildlife. And it's just very interesting. So I'm looking forward to talking with her uh, in two weeks. But um, it's an interview you don't want to miss. Uh, so, But I'm getting a head start because right now in August, we get to witness three astronomical signs. And so I'm very excited because uh, the next one is happening. Well, it's happening now, but the peak period is going to be August 13th. And that is when the Perseid meteor showers is going to be at its best. And being able to see meteors all night long is going to be phenomenal. And so it is one of the best shooting star displays of the year, and right now, it's currently going on, but it is um, active from mid-July to late August, and it's going to peak, like I said, around August 13th. Uh, but it's going to be a good year for the Perseids, as the moon will only be 10% illuminated. So it's the moon is not going to dim out the meteor showers. So I'm very excited about those. I'll be looking out for them, and uh, I want everyone else to as well. Now the second event is actually kind of two, but it's two of the same event. And that is we have two supermoons this month and we have a blue moon, which means we'll have two full moons in one year, I mean in one month. And so the end of the month is going to feature the biggest and brightest supermoon of 2023. So uh, seasonal blue moon The definition is a a refers to the third full moon in a season that has four full moons, according to NASA. And if you go by the two full moons in one month rule, then we will have a blue moon on August 30th. So this is the month to look up at the skies, look up at the stars and, uh, you know, and how does that affect wildlife and, and how does that affect our gardening? And so uh, it's interesting that uh, wildlife will take the full moon and the bright light at night to change their behavior and either do an activity more, like badgers will mate more, Mm -hmm. during, which we don't have any badgers here in Florida. But, uh, well, you know, we do have some badgering people, but not badgers, (laughs) the wildlife. Uh, But um, badgers will mate more during a full moon. So they're going to be pretty active with two full moons this month. Oh, that's crazy. Awesome to know. Yeah, isn't it? And so then also two, uh, you know, doodle bugs. Okay. Do you know what a doodle bug is? I, I have no clue. I don't know. <laughs> so I don't know if anyone out there, you know, besides me and my, my sisters, but when we were little, and I'm going back like, four, five, six, seven years old. And we'd have to play outside because go outside. It's good for you. You know, and we would not know what to do, but we'd look down at the ground and with that sugar sand, we would see these conical kind of like pits, these holes. Right. And maybe people have noticed that there's these holes in their yard or little like conical pits where it looks like the ground is going
1: into the. earth. It's going into. Yeah, the they're, earth. they're like what about around about maybe round as a dime. If yeah, exactly. That, that much. If that you wide, know, yeah. yeah, and so you see
0: these in the ground, and what are they? Well, they're doodlebug pits, and this is where ant lions, which is doodlebugs, is the common name for ant lion, l- lays at the bottom. And if you watch these little holes, the ant lion will poof up the dirt. I always wondered what that was. <laughs> And so the poof up the dirt. So every once in a while you'll see the dirt move or a little poof of, of dirt being flown, you know, flying through the air, really. And and so uh, we would capture them and put them in jars. So now doodle bugs scurry around sandy environments in search of places to catch prey, which is ant, you know, they eat ants. So they're beneficial. They don't hurt plants, they don't do anything. Uh, to uh, harm our environment or gardens. But they leave winding doodles in their path. But once they find their spot in the sand, they dig funnel-shaped holes in which they sit and wait for the prey to fall in. So here comes an ant. I'm heading home. I had a hard day at work. <laughs> Boom, they fall into this funnel, uh-huh. and, and the ant lion eats them. It's like a sand trap. It's a sand trap. You know, watch out, it's a trap. And so doodle bugs dig new traps every day. And researchers have found that
1: these holes get bigger during full moons. Oh wow! All right, so I did look. I just looked them up, and the only way I can describe is if if there are any Star Trek, like the original Star Trek, Star Trek like that used to play on one of the local stations uh, in the afternoons, like the seventies, eighties. Mm-hmm. They had an episode where they took this little bug thing and put it in one of their helmets, and it went in its ear. That is that bug. <laughs> <laughs> so so so, so that, that these surge in hole
0: sizes may be the result of their insect prey becoming more active under the light of the full moon, making the extra effort of digging larger holes pay off. That they even think about that. That's just fascinating to me. However, researchers have found that this habit persists even within complete darkness of a laboratory suggesting that other components of the lunar cycle plays a role as well. So, uh, you know, if you see these holes in your yard, they're good. They're not bad. Um, Do they turn into anything? I mean, are they just ugly for the rest of their life? No, 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 they don't. So what the doodlebugs turn into are, you know, they're like a dragonfly-like, damselfly-like insect.
1: Oh, like the little micro, like the long, the skinny, skinny, small ones. Yeah, the very skinny, small skinny, <gasps> skinny damselfly. So something that's what that they, ugly turns into something that cute?
0: Yeah, isn't hmm. that amazing? And so just because you're ugly doesn't mean your mother doesn't love you. You know, she knows you're going to, you know, just because it's ugly doesn't mean it's bad. And so check out what to do in your landscape in August. And I, we have a whole new uh, segment up there. I have a new landscape article up and making your bath more luxurious from your garden. From Summit Responsible Solutions Studios, if it's Saturday morning, you're listening to Better Lawns and Gardens, and this is Florida's Talk and Entertainment Network.
2: Stop your grinding with Brooks Night Dirt. Are you waking up in the morning with a sore jaw, headaches? ringing in your ears all because you're grinding and clenching your teeth at night that's exactly what was going on with me I ended up going to a dentist and he wants to charge over six hundred dollars for a night guard that's when I found the Brooks night guard you mold it at home to the top or bottom teeth other mouth guards go all the way to the back which allows the back teeth to touch this is where most of the grinding and clenching occurs the Brux Night Guard redirects the bite force away from the back teeth, reducing jaw pain while still protecting the teeth. This unique design is what makes Brux Night Guard different from all other traditional grind guards. Order your Brux Night Guard today and get 10% off plus free shipping. Go to BruxNightGuard.com and enter the code BRUX95. That's B-R-U-X-9-5. Stop your grinding with Brux Night Guard. Hey, neighbor, check out my yard. It looks like an oasis. Wow, how'd you do it? I went
3: to qualitygreenspecialists.com. They have the best selection of shrubs and natives, cool shade trees like oaks, colorful flowering bottle brush and creep myrtles with the largest collection of fruit trees in Central Florida. Quality Green Specialists? Yep, and they're open nine to four every day.
2: Quality Green Specialists, top quality plants, sustainable gardening products, friendly expert advice. 335 West Michigan Avenue in DeLand and Medicare. We offer free shipping, 90-day supplies, and we bill your insurance. Call us today for a free benefits check.
4: 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. 513 1652 That's 800-513-1652.
0: Welcome back to Better Lawns and Gardens. And this first hour is all about you. You can call in with your gardening questions. If you ever played with doodlebugs, I would love to hear about it. And also, too, you can check out what to do in August, uh, for uh, which is on betterlawns.com. And then our uh, Dirty Word of the Day is there. Our trip to Ireland is there. We would love for you to come with us. We're going to have a great time visiting beautiful gardens in Ireland next July 6th through the 14th, 2024. So I would love for you to come. You can check out betterlawns.com and uh, find out more about that. So we have a great show for you today. We're going to be taking your questions, and I've got several of them that were emailed to this me to this week, and uh, I want to tackle those. But in our second hour, I'm going to be talking with Michelle Mueller. She is an outdoor lighting expert and owner of Garden Lights LED, Garden Lights LED. And uh, this is a company in Tampa, and she is wonderful and has so much information. If you've ever thought, I would really love to add lights to my garden so I can enjoy it at night, but I don't know what to do. Well, uh, Michelle is going to give us all the information we need to make some really good decisions about how to light up our, our beautiful flowers and trees. So I am going to find out what is needed to create a beautiful garden at night. Um, Also, too, uh, if you would like to um, go to our Facebook page, Better Lawns and Gardens. And if you like us, I would really, Lizzie, wouldn't that be just awesome? Yes, that would be stupendous. Stupendous. And so we are getting more and more followers. So if you're new to the show, we welcome you. We're glad you're here. And we talk about what you're interested in. So we're always wanting to hear, you know, what kind of flowers you like to plant. And then also to any issues I can help you with. And I just love to see your gardens. And so many people uh, this last week, I had, I think, three or four, uh, send me pictures of their gardens. And they are gorgeous. So I love that. So Jimmy from Gainesville, he writes... Hope you're doing well. We are. I enjoy your radio program on Sunday mornings very much. So uh, Lizzie, that's just interesting. So depending on where you are in the state, right? we could be on either Saturday mornings or Sunday mornings
1: but they can always hear us on iHeartRadio. That's right. If you download the free iHeartRadio app and then you search Better Lawns and Gardens or even WFLA Orlando, you'll see us located there. And you can just press play. And actually, there's a little heart button whenever you bring up the podcast itself. So whenever you heart it, it should show up under your favorites. So you don't have to always search for WFLA or uh uh, Better Lawns and Gardens. And then
0: you can just look up and the podcast will be loaded after the show and yep. they can hear it whenever they want 24/7. So you that's got great. It. So Jimmy from Gainesville, he says I've never planted a fall garden. However, I plan to only plant tomatoes and maybe a few vegetables this fall in containers. I'm not sure when to plant or what varieties. Any suggestions? And he says I live in Gainesville, Florida. So Jimmy, thank you so much for listening to Better Lawns and Gardens. Welcome to Florida. And so, um, you're asking at the right time of the year, so it is August, and we should be planting seeds uh, for of our tomatoes for planting in September, or you can wait a couple of weeks and find transplants in the nurseries, and you can plant those in your containers. So what kind of varieties would you like to have? Well, I suggest selecting two or three that you're aware that you know about. Maybe you've seen them in the uh, grocery store or the farmer's market, the variety. Select the the tomatoes you would like to buy or to eat, I'm saying, and buy those. And then you want to make sure your container is in a full sun location. That's very important, okay? The more full sun, the more tomatoes will, um, you know, be produced, and that's important. So whether in containers or in the ground, make sure you have good organic amendments like garden soil or compost, and make sure that it's well-draining, that it has a hole in it so that the water can drain out. Because even though it's hot and it's Florida, you don't want your plants being wet all the time. You don't want the soil being wet all the time. That's going to lead to disease issues. Okay, so you want to make sure you have a well-draining container. And then just uh, plant your plants and or plant your seeds. Note on this, if you plant seeds, um, Jimmy, that you want to note on your calendar when to harvest them. And that's just going to give you an idea, a reference point that, you know, you should be looking for to pull your tomatoes off and enjoy them. Okay. So always note on the packet of seeds, it will tell you how many days till you harvest and then write that on the calendar. Now, so you want to also, um, watering is very important to tomatoes. Uh, you want to make sure you're watering consistently but not overwatering. So, tomatoes are susceptible to blossom and rot, and it is a calcium deficiency. But we don't suffer from calcium deficiencies here in Florida because we've got a lot of calcium in our soil. All right. But it's because the plant roots are either desiccated or overwatered and they can't absorb the nutrients. And so, they can't absorb the calcium that's in our ground, or in the fertilizer. So blossom end and, rot, and um, rot is more about making sure that the tomatoes have consistent watering, that they don't go too long and get dried out, or they don't have, or they get watering every day and they start to rot. Okay, so uh, just make sure you're watering consistently. Here's my green rule of thumb. Okay, Teresa's green rule of thumb is. Stick your finger in the ground up to your second knuckle, the one closest to your hand, and feel the uh, soil moisture. If the soil is cool, moist, or wet, you do not need to water. Okay? You do not need to water. There's plenty of room. Just go down to the root where the roots usually are in the soil and feel how wet it is. Now, it may be dry at the surface, Jimmy, but again, if it's wet two to three inches down. It's not going to. It doesn't need to be watered. So then, look at your tomatoes every day. You want to search for for pest, scout for them. Turn over leaves. If you see some leaves being eaten, you want to make sure that you get um, you know really um, catch pest when they're at the beginning stages, and then that way uh, you'll you'll be able to save your plant. And then enjoy your tomatoes as they start to turn red, Uh, and so enjoy it. So. Great question, Jimmy. Thank you so much for that. Start your fall garden and uh, let me know how you do. So thank you so much for emailing. Now, Nancy from Mount Dora, she sent me a photo of some really, really healthy porterweed. I mean, this porterweed was dense, had a lot of leaves on it. But uh, Nancy says, this is porterweed I planted in our neighborhood butterfly garden. That's really good because porterweed is an excellent butterfly attractor, but she planted it in February, and it has had no flowers since February. So porterweed is a perennial, and it is a native to Florida. the 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 dark blue one is a native to Florida, um, but Nancy says this one has grown but not one flower. So what do you think? So I had to ask Nancy some questions. Okay, you just can't respond, you know, if you don't have all the information. So when you are trying to diagnose something in your garden, think about what is leading up to your problem. And so I asked her a few questions. I emailed her, and I asked her, did she know what variety of porter wheat it was? Does she know the flower color? Are they in full sun? Have they been fertilized? And if so, what fertilizer did you use? Well, sure enough, Nancy wrote back, and she said, Um, I used 20-20-20 and uh, she said they keep growing but no blooms so uh, this was porterweed that she replaced in December that were frozen and they were good size when she bought them and they were expensive when she bought them Uh, maybe they're sterile or female or just male I bought a dud and so everything else in her butterfly garden is blooming well the good news is Nancy you're going to get lots of blooms the reason that you're not getting them right now is that that 2020 was really strong and it encouraged the porter weed to make more leaves than flowers. And so that's why it's nice and healthy and dense, but it really doesn't have a reason to make flowers. And so when you're wanting to have perennials bloom, butterfly plants bloom, you want to use a blooming fertilizer or a fertilizer that has a higher middle number, higher phosphorus level. And that's going to tell the plants to bloom. All right. If you use a really high analysis, which 2020 is 60% fertilizer, that's a lot of fertilizer and your butterfly plants really don't need that much. And I'm going to tackle that in just a second, but it's something that uh, it's it, you told it to make leaves with the twenty percent nitrogen. You told it to to bloom with the twenty percent uh, phosphorus, and then the twenty percent for the overall health and maturity of the plant for the potassium. It's going to do the easiest thing, and that's grow leaves. All right, so no need to worry. I as in the picture, I saw that you have three or four blooms coming up, and they're heading up. And I think by the end of August, first part of September. You're going to have a lot of butterfly flowers or your, or flowers for your butterflies to come to, Nancy. I would just, the, the plant did not need fertilizer. And so I'll tackle that after the break because we're coming up on a hard break. If you would like to give me a call and ask a gardening question or talk, just brag about your garden, we'd love to hear from it. Maybe they're they're having their morning beverage so you can just uh, text us, yes. let us know. Want to big, give a big shout out to Howie in uh, Lakeland. Howie's uh, Peterson's Nursery. Thank you so much for listening and a good morning to Dana yes. with a quality green specialist. And so, good
1: morning to the person who sent a, a test text. So yes, your texts are coming through. That's <laughs>
0: wonderful. And so uh, from the Summit Responsible Solution Studios, uh, this is Saturday morning. You can hear us every Saturday morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. And if you missed the show or any segments of the show or you want to go back and listen, we have almost three years of uh, shows and so so many shows in the background you can go back for years on it with our good friend Tom McCubbin yes and he is our our Better Lawns and Gardens host
1: emeritus good morning Tom and Joni now I got a question for you yeah are we going to be doing a New Year's Eve? I know. Okay, whatever. But it's like take it down a notch. We weren't even, we're just into August. But I'm one of those that I love Christmas and the holidays and stuff. But are we going to do a New Year's Eve show? Question we are going mark. to do
0: a big New Year's Eve show. You can't wait. We, I'm so excited about it. From the Summit Responsible Solutions Studios, maker of Mosquito Bits and Dunks. If it's Saturday morning, you're listening to Better Lawns and Gardens. I'm Teresa Watkins, and this is Florida's Talk and Entertainment Network.
3: David was in big trouble with the IRS. At first I didn't owe that much, but after this year, it was out of control. Then David called Get a Tax Lawyer. Right away they were like, oh yeah, looks like you're qualified to say Get a Tax Lawyer went to work. (laughs) Should have called way sooner. Get a Tax Lawyer has helped thousands like David fight the IRS and get a fresh start. Call 800-786-9014,
4: that's 800-786-9014 That's 800-398-0651. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and
3: save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can not publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines.
4: 802-341-4542. 802-341-4542. 802-341-4542. That's 802-341-4542.
3: If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify.
4: Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. 513 1652 That's 800-513-1652.
5: Do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life? Are you thinking about it? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners.
4: Paid for by Steel Man Pills, 800-218-5088, 800-218-5088, 800-218-5088, that's 800-218-5088.
0: Welcome back to Better Lawns and Gardens. So uh, Nancy uh, in uh, Mount Dora, she just asked a question about, you know, her porterweed, weed. And, and I seem to think that it's just the overuse of fertilizer that uh, the plants are just putting out way too much leaves. And they're just not concentrating on blooming. And some plants do better without fertilizer. In fact, a lot of plants. So before you fertilize, it's important that you really, really do a soil analysis. OK, send it away to get a Uh, a test kit that you can send away and find out exactly what nutrients uh, are in your soil. And then you may not have to fertilize at all, especially you might not have to put nitrogen down. You may not have to put phosphorus down because there may be already enough in your uh, soil already. Think about how much money that would save you and think about how much time that would save you. And so if if you're fertilizing and the plant doesn't need it, what happens is, is that it just leaches away. And so uh, right now, a couple of weeks ago, we did an uh, a, uh, interview with Dr. Brian Unruh with the University of Florida. And the University of Florida has a new soil test kit that you can order that you get within three to five days and, and it, send it away and you get it back immediately. And really good timing is called Soil Test, all one word, capital T, and uh, right now, they have a five dollars coupon off that, if uh, you use the words, the promo code is u f now." Now that's only good to September first, okay? so u f now on your soil test kit, you can go into the extension office and get one. You can order it online. They have them on Amazon, but it has to be the one word soil test. And I have links on our Facebook page. You just have to scroll down. To a couple of weeks ago, when you see this um, Dr. Brian Unruh and the soil test kit, and you can click on the links there to order it, so that helps you out by not having to fertilize. So, what kind of flowers can you um, don't need fertilizer? Let me go through a list, okay? Butterfly weed. If you have a butterfly garden and you have butterfly weed, butterfly weed does not need fertilizer. It grows without it. Asters. And dianthus do not need it. Rock roses, and those are the helianthrums, uh, and sea hollies. Bee balm doesn't need it. Yarrow doesn't need it. Um, Daylilies do not need it. St. John's wort does not need it. Sedums, purple coneflowers, lambs ears, guyardias, And then the annuals, coreopsis, our state wildflower, does not need to be fertilized. Veronicas do not need to be fertilized. All ornamental grasses will grow without fertilizer. Bougainvillea, the more you fertilize Bougainvillea, the more leaves you're going to have. You're never going to get the colorful bracts because we all know that Bougainvillea has white flowers. Every Bougainvillea has white flowers. It's the bracts that turn the color, and it doesn't need to be fertilized. Salvia Cosmos, Four O'Clocks, Impatience, Joseph's Coat, Mexican Sunflowers. I'll be talking about those in a minute morning glories, and portulaca, nasturtiums, poppies, and spider flowers, which are the cleomies, sweet alyssum, and verbena are just a few of the flowers that don't need to be fertilized on a regular basis. So check it out. Get the soil test kit and find out. Let's go to Gary in Melbourne. Good morning, Gary. How can I help you?
6: Good morning, Teresa. Um, uh, About two months ago or so, I called you in regard to my Turkish fig that had not been growing very well. In fact, it was kind of stunted, and you recommended uh kind of lifting it out of the ground and raising it because you said it was struggling. Unfortunately, because of my physical condition, I was really unable to dig it up. Uh, I was able to like pull the um trunk was actually growing horizontally, and I had noticed that, but um the pups that it had shot out, and you mentioned that the plant was struggling, and that was its way of coping with the stress it was under, um, are now about a foot tall. Some are almost like 14 inches tall. Yay! Uh, if, I just, if I decided to, you know, um, get rid of the mother plant, uh, would that kill the uh, pups? No. they grow and, and flourish? On I think own? they'll
0: grow and they'll flourish, so I would go ahead And, um, just, uh, so so I said, (laughs) I just talked about not fertilizing (laughs) and so, (laughs) but I, I kind of want you to baby these and kind of, uh, just keep on doing what you're doing. They're in full sun, right, Gary? Yes, ma'am. Okay. And so just let them grow. And then at the end of September, October, go ahead and give them a little bit of fertilizer because they are a fruit. They're not just a flower. So they need a little bit more energy and that you're in Melbourne With the alkaline soils and, you know, near the beach, it's just going to need a little bit of fertilizer. And uh, just baby those and take care of those. Yeah, that's good.
6: Oh, thank you. That's great. You know, the, the mother plant never really produced fruit. And I guess it's because I planted it improperly. But these are doing so well. I'm sure they'll be at least five feet tall in a year.
0: Oh, I hope so. Just keep in touch and let me know,
1: Gary. Thank you so much. Thank
0: you so much, Teresa. God bless. All right. Thank you. I love that. We we were blessed. So that's going to be a good weekend.
1: Right. And I also love the fact that, you know, uh, he'd called before and, he you know, listened to what you were saying and then he called back. And so I love that. That's-
0: yeah. I love that because growing horizontally, we didn't have that. I didn't have that information. So good job, Gary. So, you know, plants survive despite what we do to them. (laughs) And so you can throw a plant on a, you know, a compost pile and just and the roots will be out of the ground. And then you go back and look at it and it's starting to flourish. And,
1: uh, you know, well, well, we'll see if what you say is true there, Miss Teresa, <laughs> because I went through and weeded out a lot of my mint that has taken over everything. And I threw them under my trees and around the little spots that that would be nice to have some mint and kind of took my foot and kind of stamped the roots into uh-huh. the ground. But uh-huh. I didn't really plant them, per se. So we'll, we'll see. see. Yeah, that'll uh-huh. be interesting
0: to see which one of those takes root. That'll be that'll be a good, good science experiment. And so from Cocoa Beach, we have a text question that says, reusing pots and soil. They have pots with lots of roots from previous cherry tomato, and he needs instructions on how to reuse to replant. And so I'm kind of getting the feeling that you have the roots that are stuck to the pot. Well, um, I would say you can reuse the soil and uh that's not a problem. You want to mix it and make sure because, I mean, it's probably depleted from not uh, from just being the plant using it from the last uh, year, um, growth, gardening growth. Um, and so I would scrub, just kind of move with your hands. Just take your fingers and remove as much of the the roots from the pot. Um, it's I'm thinking that it's maybe a clay pot because I don't think it would attach it to a, a plastic one. And um, those roots are not going to be harmful uh, to put in the soil or leave at the bottom of the pot. And then just put the soil um, back in. And uh, you can reuse soil year after year. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. Well, I learned that from my friend, uh, Dr. Gary Bachman, who's going to be with us in October. So
1: excited. I can't wait. And,
0: and and he never changes out his soil from all of the tomatoes and the earth boxes he uses. So um, I tried it it works just go ahead and it'll get lower and lower because the plant's using it up but just add more and just start over again from the summit responsible solution studios it's saturday morning you're listening to better lawns and gardens and this is florida's talk and entertainment network
2: There's a problem if you drink and drive a boat. (laughs) It never just affects you. Boating under the influence is illegal and
3: dangerous. Save lives by staying sober. Learn more about Florida's boating laws at myfwc.com. Brought to you by the FWC Division of Law Enforcement.
5: Attention people with Medicare and anyone turning 65. Are you enrolled in the best Medicare plan available? The average Medicare beneficiary has a choice of 54 Medicare plans, 766 Medicare Part D prescription drug plans, and a record 3,834 Medicare Advantage plans. How do you know you have the right plan? Simple. Call 800-571-7025. That's 800-571-7025. The service is free. you may find a plan with a zero-dollar monthly premium, zero-dollar copays, and zero-dollar deductible. Don't gamble. Speak to a licensed agent to find out which plan is right for you. Call 800-571-7025. That's 800-571-7025. 800-571-7025. And let Best Med Care do the work for you
2: did you lose health insurance because of a life change like having a baby getting married or divorced changes in employment or turning 26 you may qualify for quality affordable health insurance through the federal health insurance marketplace during the special enrollment period a certified health insurance navigator can help you find the right plan for free and without obligation visit us at coveringflorida.org that's coveringflorida.org
4: 45, 42.
3: Up to 44% of veterans say re-entry into civilian life was difficult. 20% say they experienced depression, and 6,000 vets complete suicide every year. At the Florida Veterans Support Line, over 300 veterans like you call every week for resources, referrals, and support. Veteran peers are here to take your call. One is here right now, ready to talk. You are not alone. Call 1-844-MYFL-VET or visit myflvet.com
4: you get your money back but you're gonna love it and you're gonna love the price internet for your home for 50 bucks a month that's less than two bucks a day plus no contracts no upfront costs no equipment fees and our 15-day guarantee call now 800-897-5406 800-897-5406 800-897-5406 that's 800-897-5406
0: Welcome back to Better Lawns and Gardens. This is August, and what kind of vegetables can you be planting this month? You could be planting cantaloupe, collard, corn, cucumbers, eggplants, and lima beans, okra, peppers, and pumpkins. If you want pumpkins for the holidays, this you have just a couple of weeks, uh, just this next week, about 10 days, to get them planted so that you have them in time. For the Halloween and Thanksgiving season, snap beans, southern peas, squash, tomato, and watermelons can still be planted. So, that is what to do in the month of uh, August, and so much more on our website, betterlawns.com. And so, Linda from Zone 8B said Are there tomato and bell peppers, yellow neck squash, and zucchini that are self pollinating that I can grow in my earth box? on my screened-in back porch. So here's the issue, Linda. So your tomatoes and your peppers are self-pollinating, but your eggplant and your uh, yellow neck squash have male and female flowers that need to be, um, you know, um, pollinated. Um, so there's a little bit of difference. My concern with planting vegetables uh, in a screened-in porch is air circulation that they just don't thrive now unless you have a um, a screened-in porch that allows full sun to get in and has good air circulation. If it's like an eight by ten or an eight by fifteen room, I think you're going to have issues with disease and pest issues. But if it's a big pool screen area, you know you got the big cage on it, and you know it goes up, you know twenty feet tall and, you know, you got a good sized pool in there, then you should be able to grow your plants in containers on there and they should do just fine. Now you can pollinate yourself the uh, yellowneck squash and the uh, zucchini yourself. You can do that by just taking a little small artist brush, very, very, very small one, and dabbing the flowers and mixing that all up like Mother Nature would do if she had pollinators able to be to visit those. So that's a really good question. So um, it can be done. I'm just kind of just be very careful about watering. Keep the plants far apart so that we get good air circulation. There's something about that screen. You just really have to be careful. Okay, Linda, great question. And then uh, from uh, uh, Cocoa Beach, we have how to counter alkaline soils here on the coast. Especially now, while we're using soil and pots like you instructed. Okay, so if you're using regular potting soil in a container that you're getting from a bag or a nursery, you don't have to worry about alkaline salts. Um, with the um, the salt spray, it just depends on how far you are you how far away you are from the beach. Uh, but I would really suggest that you plant plants that are salt tolerant flowers and shrubs that are salt tolerant that can handle the salt spray and not try to counter the alkalized salts. Okay. So it's something that is just, it's always going to revert back to the alkalized um, pH. Um, And so it's just a lot of work and it costs you money. And so I would use plants in your landscape that can handle the beach salt of the spray and of the water but then for your vegetables and things, if you do it in containers, it should be okay. Send me an email, Teresa.Watkins at live.com, or you can send it to Better Lawns and Gardens or my website, and I will send you a list of the vegetables that are salt tolerant. Okay, that's a great question. So today's show revolves around the sun and the moon and the stars. And I think if you think getting a dozen red roses for your anniversary is true love. Try planting one point two million sunflowers for your fiftieth anniversary. This is so precious that uh, so the um, couple that was celebrating their fiftieth anniversary on August tenth, the husband planted the seeds in eight, on eighty acres. He planted one point two million sunflowers as a surprise for his wife, and that's just an incredible amount. One sunflower can produce 2,000 to 3,000 seeds. That totals up to 2 to 3 billion seeds produced on 80 acres. Lizzie, think about how
1: happy the birds and the wildlife are going to be. Oh. <sighs> I love that. That is just, well, sunflowers are my ultimate favorite flower. Like, and you that's were mine. telling
0: me that that Shrek, he buys you sunflowers for your anniversary.
1: Yes, my husband, we call him Shrek. And um, he always buys uh, sunflowers for how many years we've been married and then an extra one, you know, basically, you know, as an extra for another year and uh i felt so bad because i used to work at a library and so he would always order them and that was you know that was really sweet when i was about 10 and then when we got to the 15 and then whenever this last time that i was working at a library was around our 25th and that poor lady was trying to carry all i mean they're not like the baby uh sunflowers we're talking monstrous uh, almost the mammoth size ones and this poor lady like i had to help her carry them in i looked at him and i said babe i really love you but tell me either put it in two separate vases or well, you know what? Just buy me seeds and I'll grow them myself. So, but yes, that's wonderful. <laughs> and
0: you do. I've seen your garden, and mm-hmm. you do have sunflowers growing. And what I like to do is stagger the plantings, so that I mean, if they all bloom at one time, then you have like nothing. Fifth, you, you know, in three to four <laughs> weeks while. after they bloom, then there's nothing. So I like to plant like 21 week and then the next week plant 20 more Yes, and then the 20 more. And you can do that all the way through right now Mm -hmm. uh, and have them growing into the fall. So that's just very loving. So the, if you'd like to see the video of the 1.2 million uh, sunflowers, you can go to betterlawns.com. You can see that the video is just fantastic. While you're there, you can also check out betterlawns.com for information on my 50 shades of green um, Ireland tour. And so the next hour, we got a really great interview coming up with Michelle Mueller, and it's about adding light to your garden so you can enjoy it at nighttime.
1: I'm really interested in this because, I mean, I do have a little bit of light here, like the, you know, the things that I have in it, but I don't have light. You know what I'm saying? Like right. I have like little little structures or art pieces that have some light on it, but nothing to really illuminate my garden. That's right. And so, well, she's going to help you. And so she, so I love this.
0: So I love lighting in the garden too, as a designer, when I lived in Leesburg, my sister got married in our backyard and I put up lighting on the arbor and on the willow tree and on the willow tree, I hung the light. So it looked like a willow branch hanging oh, wow. down. It was really so cool. It's magical. And so that after the wedding, I never took them down. I wouldn't either. I just had willow lights and and it was just wonderful. So if you've always wanted to put night lighting in and uh, you don't know what to do, stay tuned. Michelle Mueller of Garden Lights LED in Tampa is going to explain what you need to know to end ambiance and... uh, illumination in your garden. So I, I took
1: a really cute watering can. It was really cute and it was like that aluminum kind of, I don't know what it is, but it's its not hard metal. And I drilled some holes in the spout bigger and then I bought this uh, little, um, it's solar and it's on a timer, which I didn't have to set the timer but it knew whenever it gets dark, like the solar stuff will turn the lights on. And it was like long wires of uh, little lights. Oh yeah. So I put that inside the can. And I hung it up next to my bird feeder so it looks like it's pouring out. And it has these like, uh, it's all actually like pieces of brass strings. And all the little uh, LED little lights are all within that. And it looks like. Cause you can set it where it runs and like, it does like a line of like flashing. And so, yeah. So at night it looks like, uh, that my flowers, my big flower bed is actually being watered. watered. Oh, by how that. cool is that? Yeah, I but love I like that. The real lighting though. That's yes. to me. That's, that's cute. Well, we're, but I like to have we're, that.
0: we're getting there because they, they banned incandescent lights this week. So it's mm-hmm. all about LEDs. So Michelle's going to, um, help us with that. But uh, we are going to also, I'm going to be talking about what type of sunflowers that you can plant. So I'm going to talk about my favorite ones. And so we'll be talking about that. Check out betterlawns.com, our website. And you can see the desi- um, my design article this month is about how to have a luxurious bath yes. from the herbs in your garden. And you can do that. So I have some information for you on that. And then also, you can always find out the dirty word of the day, which deals with sunflowers today.
1: Ooh, so uh, full of sunflowers.
0: Yeah. So this whole week was the moon and the stars, and and uh, and sunflowers. and doodle bugs. <laughs> if you've ever uh, played with doodle bugs, I'd love I'd love to know that. Manny, he's played with doodle bugs, and and I've got two Lindas already that have played with doodle bugs and
1: Yes. Lizzie, you just missed out. You know, I looking back now that I really know what they are, I think I actually did and didn't realize it.
0: <laughs> From the Summit Responsible Solutions Studios, maker of mosquito bits and mosquito dunks, this is Better Lawns and Gardens. I'm Teresa Watkins and this is Florida's Talk and Entertainment Network.